Um, I've been listening since the very first episode, so I'm a big fan. I've been listening since pretty much the beginning. I can't remember how long I've been listening to Offline. Um, I found it and listened to that episode and then I back-listened to every episode that had been before then and have since listened to every episode after then. Yeah, really excited today to hear um, two really inspiring women who've built themselves from the ground up. Um, without a doubt, my favourite episode would be the Natalia Benson one because she's also um, another podcast that I listen to. My favourite offline episode so far was definitely Eleanor Pendleton. Um, as an aspiring beauty journalist myself, it was really great to listen to her perspective and I think it was really nice listening to her story as well. I'm really excited for today and listening to Jasmine Dowling, who I followed for a while in Brisbane, and it's just so exciting to have something like this in Brisbane. I'm looking forward to hearing Jasmine's response to Alison's famous final question. Everyone, hi! Oh, I just did another nervous wee. And now I think, um... Good to go. Are we good to go? <laughs> okay. I'm Alison Rice and welcome to Sundays Offline, a series of live and honest conversations with the people behind our favourite Instagram accounts and the teachers who help us on our way. Together we get real about life on the other side of the filter and explore the often confronting concept of true self. These are raw, imperfect conversations grounded in reality. You can find more episodes at offlinethepodcast.com or by subscribing wherever you like to listen. And if you fancy seeing behind the scenes, because let's be honest, who doesn't? Follow Offline the Podcast on Instagram. Does it sound weird in person? <laughs> it definitely sounds weird reading it in person. I'd like to begin this special Sundays Offline live episode recording by thanking everyone who made it possible. Firstly, thank you all for buying a ticket and supporting me. I sobbed on my bed when the ticket sold out in 15 hours. Never in my wildest dreams did I think that would happen, so thank you very much. Thanks also to Cass and the team at Newstead Studios for hosting Offline in this incredible creative space here in Brisbane. My producer, Darren, who you'll see walking around, he's flown up to ensure our audio is flawless. And he even mixed a special daytime offline track <laughs> to help us get in the mood to mingle after. And finally, thank you to Neil and Claire for assisting me today. It's incredible who you meet on Instagram. Okay. We ready? Part of my ambition for Offline is to support and champion the women behind our favourite Instagram accounts. Talented, hard-working businesswomen who are doing much more than curating Instagram feeds. They are pioneering new definitions of success. Offline is a safe space for them to share their stories and for all of us to explore true self. Who are we without the labels we so quickly put on ourselves? What are the experiences that have shaped us and how do we develop moral code and build character? So today we're here to do all of that with the incredible Jasmine Dowling. Jasmine is one of the country's leading creatives. 
we're saying this is quite hard to say, a hand letterer, pioneering designer, digital content creator and all-round sweetheart. Watching her stories is one of my favourite things to do because as you'll know, her energy is very contagious. And I think I speak for all of us when I say I visit her grid to get my creative hit. Please join me in giving Jasmine a very warm offline welcome. Thank you. Sweating. My hands are moist <laughs> indeed. Oh, and I'm like wearing natural deodorant these days. Oh, interesting. Which For the meet and greet later. That's... Doesn't do a lot. <laughs> so I'll just like, I've got an open back on, so maybe the, It'll the ventilation out. will go yeah. through here. Um, okay, so I have started a lot of episodes this way, and I feel like I can't do yours without starting the same way. Um, can we talk about Little Jasmine? Little Jasmine. <laughs> and I guess your childhood, but like, what was it like and what were you like growing up? Okay. Um, I think I was always quite a creative child, like always liked making stuff. If I didn't have paper, there's photos of me just completely covered head to toe in paint. Like. <laughs> That was always me. My mum uh, was a home economics teacher. So, oh, my God. Yeah, so before she went into special education teaching, she, like, loved home economics. She actually had a fashion label, full 90s, like, nautical, big, like, stripes, like, everything going on. So, so cool. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I was, like, a baby when she had that. So my brothers got some really cute pictures and, like, little... It was, like, Dejoko was the name of it. It was, like, little, but... So I think I kind of got that creative streak from her. My mm. dad was also um, quite creative. So, um, yeah, that's sort of where I think I got that from. Um, I lived with my mum mostly. So mm -hmm. um, my parents separated when I was, I think, five or six. Um, and, yeah, I really grew up with my mum and with a very strong mother and grandmother. Mm. So a lot of um, very strong women yeah. around me. I actually Do you have... remember out of interest? Yeah the divorce because I mean my parents didn't split until I was like 18 so it was very real yeah but I do remember and my palmist had told me this that I began to self-isolate at eight right. because the house was tense yeah even then and so I can't remember the relationship say but I can remember the um the energy and the feeling around it See, because I was so young, like, mm. and my dad worked a very corporate job when he was, like, around the house, so he would only come home, like, very late. Um, so that sort of, those younger years, was I was spent with um, my mum anyway. Mm. Um, and then when the divorce happened, it, he sort of moved as well, so it was sort of like a weekend situation, which is always, I think, kind of tough. Yes. Um, especially in primary school where you, like, want to do sports and things. Mm. And I don't know why I want to, but, you know, wanted to do sports. Why would you want to do sports? I don't know. <laughs> I know. It was, a, it was important to me. Um, obviously lost that. Uh, but, yeah, it kind of became quite tough. Um, I don't think... There wasn't that tension. I don't think, like, for me, I didn't really feel that um, in the house. And even afterwards, my mum was someone who, like, would never say 
anything about mm. like what was going on. Like she was very like diplomatic where I knew like court cases were going on and things mm. like that, but I didn't know anything about that. It's very that. admirable because if I think about it now, like that would be oh. quite hard. Oh, I would have, yeah, shit talked a lot back. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like finding that all, ev- a lot of stuff out much After. later, um, yeah, you know, when I was able to understand it more, mm. which I'm very thankful that she did. Like she allowed us to um, figure out our own path with it, I guess, mm. um, and the direction that we wanted to go with the relationship, I guess. Mm. Um, so none of that was impacted like on us at that young age. Whereas my brothers have a lot, they're older than me, so I have a brother that's four years older and a brother that's two years older. So they have quite a different um, relationship. Yeah, because they yes. had more time with my dad. Like that's just, mm. you know, my oldest uh, brother would have been 10. So that's just completely different. Whereas really I only know my relationship with my mum. Like mm. that's sort of all I've got. And I guess maybe boys and their dads. Mm. There's something in that as well, isn't there? Where, yeah. Yeah. And I do think... You know, but my brothers were then also raised by very like, strong women. Mm. So I think um, that was also really quite good for them, mm. I think, later, because they really had that strong sense of like the, what a woman can be. And, you mm. know, what's it like with them now? So, how old would your brothers be now? Oh, okay. So I'm. I know, I'm the worst. I'm like trying this. to think, I'm like, am I 26? <laughs> I think I'm, so I'm 27, so it's, yeah, uh, 29 and 31. So, um, what do they think about like what you do and um, having a really big Instagram following? Oh, they don't care. They don't care. No, yeah. <laughs> I find that like they're like, oh, that's like family, crazy yeah. good, mm. and like they give me shit. They're like, oh, you're the successful one, or like things like that. Mm. Um, but you know, I think someone once said to my like middle brother, like, oh, do you ever like watch Jasmine's stories? And he's like, why would I watch Jasmine's stories? Like, I don't care. <laughs> like you know what I mean? He's like, I don't care. Like, yeah, I could just call that, Jasmine. Yeah, he just thinks it's so <laughs> funny. But yeah, growing up, like those two were always like, they're quite like boy, but they're mm. also very creative. Mm. Um, so I think even younger, like I wanted to like gym in. Like I, I think I try like BMX, like bike riding, like that is wild. And then I got really hurt because obviously just wasn't committed to the cause <laughs> but you know I kind of wanted to gym in and then yeah. I was like no this isn't like happening yeah I'm just gonna hang with mum yeah I'm just gonna we're gonna do our own thing yeah I'm just gonna like make clothes and and chill yes um we were saying downstairs that you never really set out to or expected to work for yourself um, which I think is so different these days where we're, like, I mean, certainly my story is that was a goal of mine. Like, I made a set of decisions to be able to make that happen. Um, your goal when you finished uni was just to earn more money than your part-time visual merchandising job, which I think is so awesome. And now it's been five years yeah. um, wow. since then. So can you tell us at what point you realised um, or maybe admitted to yourself that this is what you're doing, because I'm having this right now. I'm actually, no, I'm trying not to talk like that anymore. Um, (laughs) I've moved Mm -hmm. past that. I um, got to the point where I was like, no, offline is a thing, and it is your job. Let's stop minimising it to be like, oh, it's just this little thing I do on the side. So when did that shift for you where you were like, no, this is my profession? I think it was when I started to maybe get jobs that I didn't even think I would be able to work on if I was in a studio setting. Like, I always just assumed 
I would go into like someone else's business and yes. like a creative studio or something. Um, and it wasn't until, yeah, I got, I don't even know what job in particular it was, but it would have just been something where it was either in a magazine or even on like a magazine cover doing lettering for that, that I went like, oh, I don't have to go somewhere mm. where else and do something for someone else. Um, and that's when I sort of went, oh, I'll just like keep doing this and I'll just keep seeing where it takes me. And yeah. even now that's very much like the, um, I guess the way I approach it, it's like I'll just keep seeing what happens mm. and seeing, you know, where it'll take me. And, you know, I'm not somebody's like, I have to work for myself and like build something bigger and like that's not really where my head's at. My head's at very much like, let's see what I can do. And if I still mm. keep enjoying like doing this, then that is what I will do. But if I stop enjoying it, Mm -hmm. then I will move on and do something else. Oh like my God, that, is fine. that resonates so much with me because that was really the moment at um, Who, What, Where and Pop Sugar yeah. with the waking up and going, I don't want to go yeah. today. And, and I've never having felt not that. had that before. Yeah. yeah. And that's why because I often think about that and I'm so grateful that there has not been a morning, like there's shit mornings, like mm. don't get me wrong, but there's never been a morning that I feel like pure dread and I mm. know that feeling, like I know that feeling of going like, ooh, like probably like mine's like university, like fuck university, but like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, I've never felt that and I, but I know that feeling mm. and I'm just so like grateful that I just don't have to feel that because I have the freedom to go like, I'm not, that's mm. not what I'm doing. And there's like, the flip side of it that's like, oh my God, I have to like apply myself. Oh yeah. Because you know, in jobs you can get very busy doing things for other people on other people's agenda, yeah. but you're just getting paid for it. Yeah. So I have those days now where I'm like, oh my God, it's midday. You've got to like, do something. Do something, you know, yeah. do you find, because you're, I feel like you, you're a workhorse. Like every time I, I see working. your stories, you're like, like <laughs> I would, like, Mike would probably say, like, you're a workaholic. Like, I love to work. I love to feel productive. Um, and because I never, like, I never got paid to, like, go into a studio setting and just, like, you get paid nine to five and you're mm -hmm. here and you do your job. So it's very hard for me, like, to remind myself that there's people that go to work every day, get paid from nine to five or whatever it yes. is, and they might not get, like, a lot of work done that day. Like, they might be sitting on oh, their computer man. or, like, going into meetings mm -hmm. and doing all these things that don't make anyone money and they're not really productive. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm here, like, bashing myself for, like, not making the most out of every hour of every day. It's like, you need to, like, cut yourself a break a little bit because totally. there's so much, and you would know this, that goes into business that's not profitable. It doesn't... Mm in turn make you money you're mm -hmm. not getting paid for those hours that you're putting in mm. and I think you're like it's so hard to knock yes. yourself into that I remember mentality. like towards the end I said to my boss like I feel like I'm just like a really expensive email answerer <laughs> well, that's, and that can take you know? out like hours yeah, upon hundreds. hours in a day yes sounds good cool cool like Sounds and then perfect. you send them one back and then What's they send you one back. And yeah. Yeah. No, no. I know. Making the, PDFs The productivity also. is different. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And where it's like, oh, I edited a whole episode or I planned a whole event or I, you know, whatever yeah. it might be. Whereas before it was like, cool, so I emptied my inbox today. Yeah. Yeah. It feels a little bit like, what am I doing? Oh, my God. It's quite depressing. Not doing that anymore. <laughs> um, so you said before that one of the key things to working for yourself is having a very strong sense of self. 
And I wondered what that means to you, and that is kind of an expansive question in a lot of ways, yeah. but what does having a strong sense of self mean to you as it applies to your work? I think it's all down to, in terms of everything, for working for yourself, like the creativity, the way you run your business, the mm. jobs you take on, everything, it's coming down to like knowing what you want, what you like and what you don't like. Mm. And, and that's not going to like, you're not gonna wake up one day and just like go like, hell yeah, like this is what I wanna do. Or it's not like a sense of a, awakening, like you don't just come upon it. I think mm. it's constantly changing and being able to be in touch enough with yourself to work out when things are no longer serving you mm -hmm. and work out when a direction that you thought you were meant to be taking is no longer like giving you that happiness or bringing mm. you that joy and to stop it there. And I think working for yourself is kind of, it kind of forces you to do that because there's no one else making any of the decisions. Mm -hmm. um, it comes all the way down to you. So really, if you're by yourself all day, like which I, <laughs> I am, like you, you probably sound like crazy, but you constantly are in tune with like what's going on. Like why am I feeling off today? Mm -hmm. Why am I feeling really good today? Why mm. is this email like giving me a pit in my stomach? Like you kind of start to become really in tune with that. And I think it's something that comes over time. Because mm. I feel like one of the challenges I've had since leaving is learning that I'm allowed to say no. Yeah. Because before it was so much, I was working for someone else and for these brands where there was yeah. this expectation that in that role I would do all those things. Yeah. And so I feel like it is that strong sense of self, as you said, like, what will you do and what won't you do? And I had someone gave me really great advice to write down, like, my hard no's yeah. of, like, what will you absolutely say no to? But I didn't do that early enough because then I just went about, like, months of doing all this stuff I didn't really want to do because I felt like people have asked and I want them to think I'm nice. Yeah. And so much of that's in ego, isn't it, where you're yeah. like... I care more about what you think of me rather than versus to do it. about myself and how I'm like using my time. And then it goes the time. flip where you're like wanting to say no to everything. And you're like, this is where should I say am yes. now. <laughs> I'm like, are people going to stop asking? Yeah, that's what, yeah. and that's a fear, you know what I mean? Because mm. I say no to like a lot. And then mm. I go like, is it fear that I'm saying no? Like, mm. you know what I mean? How do you say no? Like, how do I? Mm, like, literally, what's, how do you do it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is it like an essay or is it like, because I just have a line now where I'm just like, thank you so much for thinking of me. I'll politely decline this time around. I just say, so it's you get not, that. I normally <laughs> say, normally it depends on like what it is, but I can say it's not the right fit for me at this time. Mm. That's normally what I say. If it's something that's like my brand and that, that's mm -hmm. normally how I go about it. Or I have like a manager who does that now, which makes it a lot easier. <laughs> I'm just going to fold this onto my manager. Yeah. So nice chatting. Yeah. Sorry, Sarah. <laughs> um, you have identified, or you identify with being an introvert. Mm. I wondered, um, has that held you back professionally or pushed you forward professionally? I, th I think it depends. It all depends on like how things happen. Mm. Yes, being an introvert helped in the sense of I went online very quickly and I like I think that's just something that I've always done like even in teenage years like that just was a space that I felt very comfortable in um, and I didn't necessarily need 
to um, put myself out there at like networking events or mm -hmm. anything like that because it's so hard. even now like a majority of my clients are not local. Um, they're in Sydney or they're in Melbourne. So I never had to be in the room that. in that way. No, yeah. And I never had to put myself out there like that. It kind of was all like word of mouth, I guess, between companies and then when people obviously move around at advertising agencies and things like that. Um, so it kind of really helped that's because it meant that I didn't have to go out and be this like person, person. Mm -hmm. but you, obviously you do that in other ways um, online and that's sort of where I was able to put things out there and then retreat <laughs> yeah. in a way. Yeah, close yeah. off a little bit and go yeah. like that's my work mm. in a sense and then my life is still like really, really normal. Because mm. I feel like you, in terms of like a body of work, Perhaps being an introvert allows you to get through a lot of work. Oh, yeah. Because for extroverts, oh. it's like you're out and wanting to be around people all the time. And that's actually not super productive in terms of getting stuff done. Well, that's done. sort of how I always felt about moving. Like, there was always a thing like, would I move to Sydney? Would I move to Melbourne? Yeah, and right. sometimes I'd be like, oh, I, I would be caught up at, like, events all the time. And I just couldn't mm. get anything done. Like, I, can, I struggle to get things done now. Mm -hmm let alone without having to go, you know, to PR events or... Where we just know. stand there. Yeah. And it looks beautiful. Like, you got some great pics. Oh, my God. But you get some good pics. But it's like, how are you good, busy? How are you, yeah, busy? And small talk is a killer. <laughs> oh, I can't do it. You know, whereas then towards the end, I was coming in, but how are you really? Yeah. And then we'd all cry. And I'm yeah. like, I've got to stop coming to these things. <laughs> then you're like, I need a podcast. <laughs> oh, busy people are boring. Mm. We know that. Um, you work alone a lot, as we've spoken about, and from home. I wondered if we can talk about isolation and feeling lonely. Um, I guess I asked that kind of selfishly because I've felt a bit lonely. Yeah. And maybe because I'm used to leading and having women around me in teams. Um, it's like I've moved out of identity crisis now and into just kind of like, okay, like this is fine. Yeah. But I wondered how do you combat those perhaps darker moments and um, I feel like sometimes it can feel a bit like the blues, yeah. you know, where those down days where you just, it's, it's hard, hard to, to pull yourself mm. out. It's definitely something that like I've had to get used to. I was saying to you before my job before was quite like self-motivating. Um, I was a visual merchandiser so I'd go into store and then leave um, like once my job was sort of done I guess. Um, so I was always like a, roughly alone in that and then I went from then working um, at my family's home and that was like a bigger house where there was always like brothers, friends coming and going. Like, so that kind of like eased me into it where there was, I was still alone but there was a lot, mm. you know, coming and going. Then moved in with Michael, I think it was four years ago. Um, so now it was just sort of me and him but he was home, I think, yeah, two days a week, one day a week sometimes. And even when he was there, I was like, Mm, don't talk to me like I need to get shit done like mm. or whatever I read that you ask him to put his noise cancelling headphones yes. on when oh, you do your sure. story for sure like he has to have noise cancelling on <laughs> I know Tony hears me. me when I'm like hi oh <laughs> I can't and sometimes he listens to them back no. <laughs> when I can hear my own voice oh, I just I can scream from another room like oh stop don't watch me from another room <laughs> yeah like come and see the real thing yeah <laughs> Um, and recently, like, he's been working, he got a new job, so he's been working yes, a lot more. Saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, like, it shook me up a little bit. Like, mm. I'm not going to lie. I was like, 
there's no one here. And then I think my whole like mental thing went into like shock mode where mm -hmm. I was like, I need advice on everything <laughs> um, where I didn't need any before. And I'm like texting the other day, like, what about this? Like, what should I do about this? And it was kind of like, because I just didn't have him there to even go like, I don't even, I don't even know what I would have said before, but mm. it kind of tricks you into it. And I kind of got a little bit like, I felt very isolated. Um, and he says something good about like, you're sometimes so much in your world that you for you're not in the world. Mm. And trying to, when you're feeling like that, going out and I see you live like close to the beach. Mm -hmm. And I think even like for me, it's just like driving and seeing that like other people are living their lives yeah. and it's fine. Like, <laughs> world. like yeah, yeah, stop freaking out. Like other people are like walking their dog. Like they're not being necessarily productive. Like it's fine. Like you don't have to be at home, like <laughs> on your computer freaking out. Mm. And that sort of helps me and sort of breaking away from what I sometimes feel like is a very closed yeah. like, space of like yeah. your work. It's very introspective, I guess, yeah. isn't it? What's yeah. going on with you? What are you thinking about? Mm. You know, in your house, that can be quite close. Mm. And then even on social media, it's kind of like narcissistic in the way that it still kind of revolves around you and your life. So it's like... Oh, yes. Can we talk so, about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about that in terms of like... Oh, what's the best way to say this? Like... It's kind of like your whole world as talent in a way, outside mm. of the great work that you do as mm. a creative professional, Jasmine as talent. I've really struggled with the concept of having to care about myself in that way. Yeah. How do you um, reconcile that maybe about like your, your world revolves around you in a way? <laughs> Is that how? It's, um, I think it's... It, it, I think anything's easier the longer you do it, but, mm. you know, trying to separate the online you a little bit from yourself is the best way I can put it. Um, of course, like, I built my brand half and half personal, not like I didn't plan that way. It was just the way things eventuated. Um, and I was talking to someone about this, and I was like, it's hard because I find it really difficult to um, accept any like praise or compliment or awards, whatever it is, personally. But anything negative, like it's straight, like personal, like you're attacking me as a human. Oh, mate. Like it, I'm it's like, like it's it meltdown. <laughs> yeah, and it's hard because oh. you're just, you know, and it's hard when there's this push to like being like quote unquote real and being like your authentic mm. self but then it's like authentic selves are like really quite flawed a lot of the time and yes. it's hard when those flaws are constantly picked apart sometimes mm. you can go like I can't win at this like people want to see your life they want to see you like being as personable and real as you can mm -hmm. be yet there's also a lot of people out there that will like pick apart um, even like Mm -hmm. Yeah, how you're speaking. It's been anything. the biggest and I'm surprise sure to me. Like, it's yeah. been one of the things where I'm like, wait, why? What? Yeah, and like, you're like, why? I go, why? Because I mm. would, I find it really hard because it's like, I would never say some of the things, or even if I don't agree with what someone's doing, there is, there is no part of me that goes, you should be doing like my value, or you should have mm. the same values as me. I was just, I've never been like that to hold 
someone else to like what I think mm. is correct. I'm like, you're but living your life. that just shows so much about how like, how I guess, I don't always like using the word evolved because sometimes that can sound a bit blah, but like how much perhaps self-work you have done because, and I know we actually had a brief conversation about it yesterday, but mm. anything that anyone says to you in a, you know, or critiques you or gives you criticism yeah. is because you put a mirror in front of them yeah. and they, it surfaces and triggers the stuff that they don't like about themselves. And it's, not, it's not even that they don't like about themselves. Mm. They just may want to uh, like talk about their own values. Mm. Like I think, you know, it could be because about we the like talking about ourselves. Yeah. It's just yes. like saying like, oh, you're not as environmental as me. This is mm. how I would do it. Or well, congratulations. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, it's kind <laughs> of like one of those things. Like it's, yeah. it's just kind of self-serving to them. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what I say back to that, no. pers- that type of person because there's no point me justifying myself mm. or whatever it is. Um, I know. Well, I have another line. Because I just had to get all my lines down because it was getting yeah. like way too oh. much emotionally. So mine is... In your notes. Um, Thank you, thinking of you lovingly. That's nice. Maybe I should steal that. Oh, it's so hard. And, you know, I will raise this. Um, Tony's here. Woo! <laughs> First time. I'm actually probably more nervous about that than anything else. But And difficult to talk about this stuff um, publicly because usually it's like a private conversation, not an amazing crowd of people. But I think the moment for me that I realised um, it was a whole new ball game was in Lee Campbell's episode when, you know, I had spoken about our loss and losing a baby. And that was obviously just a... I didn't know I was actually going to do that in that episode because it was so fresh. And um, I started to get all these DMs and then I was getting, like, rated on Apple Podcasts. And that one's hard because you can't moderate it. And, like, you can write back. And I did once and I was like, that's so lame, Alison. Like, don't try and, like... Oh my God, do that. So I deleted that actually because I was like, mm. it looks weird to be like, Alison Rice said yeah. <laughs> this thing. You're but, wrong. Um, <laughs> you know, the feedback that I had gotten was, um, you know, Lee was really great and so brave for sharing her story. But, you know, Alison wasn't speaking loud enough or like the audio quality wasn't quite right. And, and I was just like, shit. Like, like, I've just given something that I'm not even sure I should have given, yeah. quite frankly. And that's what you have to say to me? And, and it's never like, enough. That's what yes. I think it comes down to. And it feels like there's, there's n- never enough that I can do to, like, please everyone. Mm. Or, like, in, in your case, it's like I did something that I mm. necessarily, like, probably wouldn't have done in any other circumstance mm. and you're still going to pick at me about something. It's like, really? Like, we're all oh, just yes. trying to do our best. Like, really, we are. And, just forget, and that's the biggest like, lesson, I think, is, like, if we can all not sit in judgment, yeah. then we're just going to be so much better off. Yeah. You know, because, and I know it can sound maybe a bit cliche, like we're just doing our best. But we are. But when you're putting yourself out to public yeah. forum and like you are every day as well, where it's like, and it does become your business, obviously, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's like your stuff, you yeah. know? And in a way, I feel like it's what you give us as a gift, mm-hmm. you know? So we have to like receive that yeah. lovingly as well, you know? Um, but no, it's been interesting. I think... I've learned a lot about people yeah. that I probably didn't know before and maybe I was in a bit of a bubble. 
with my team and my culture like and people we're all, all like for you, know, you supporting you and there's people that weren't there to do so wow mm. you know and how quickly i fell from grace i was like did anyone see that instagram place. rant i went on <laughs> I was like, I no. and then i was like don't do that i love that mm. i love when someone else does that because i'm like oh thank oh, god yeah. it's not me yeah <laughs> Because it can sometimes feel like everyone else is just getting like really like sick, positive like mm. affirmations all the time. And I'm mm. like, do you get hate spam as well? Like, or is it just me? <laughs> but wait, what? Like, why? Because I just feel like there's no part of me that it would, like, what is it? Has it been specific stuff that people... No, it, it's normally around people's like personal values, okay. whether it is religion, like wow. picked up on like saying, oh my God, too much, or like... Wow. Hand movements when I'm talking. Um, stop showing your face so much. <laughs> oh, you're so brave going on without any makeup. Um, oh, God. Down to... I hope the person's on your phone. No. Down to, like, just, like, things... Because <laughs> <laughs> then I just realised that this is recording, and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> um, no, just, like, down to, like... Oh, okay. Your grandma, I was at my grandma's house last week and I was just saying that she had, I was like, Nan, do you have any pegs? She's like, yeah, I've got these like, you know, pegs. And she comes in and they're like faded shit and they're like these beautiful pastel colours. Which is kind of nice. Yeah, and I was like, oh my God, these, and I was videoing. I was like, these pegs are so beautiful. And I got a DM like criticising that the pegs like weren't good for the environment and that I should be using wooden pegs. And I'm like... My nan is 82, like, I just, like, give her a break. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and then I started And do you know what? In terms of, like, if we think about cost per wear, cost per peg, ging. And, you know, and I just start, I like, like, I ramping up. Like, Michael's like, Jasmine, just, like, don't say anything. And I'm, like, ramping up, like, trying to go, like, she's probably had these pegs since, like, the 70s. Like, it's fine. If we think about how many loads of washing she's done. She does <laughs> I, And that's what I started to get. I started to go, like, crazy. Viral. Trying to justify. Mm. And I'm like... That person is just really environmental. Congratulations. Mm. Like, yeah, so moving forward, <laughs> you say thank you, thinking of you lovingly. Yeah, that's why I should. <laughs> but, you know, when it comes down to, like, little things like that, like, the, the mm. picking of things like that, that's what, like, really irks me. And, it, and that day happened to be a day where, like, I kind of wasn't really in the mood to share anything. I was kind of, I was really quite stressed, um, so then to sh share things and mm. it get picked apart, I was like, why am I doing this? Like, Why am I putting myself through like, this? Yeah. Mm. You know, just... That's his whole podcast for me. Yeah. <laughs> why are you Some doing days this? I'm like, wait. And that's why I screenshot yeah. really nice messages. Yes. Yeah. So that I can try to go back when I'm having, like, a shitty time and mm. go, like, oh, no, there's people that, like, are taking the time out not to criticise but to say really nice things and mm. be quite supportive. It's hard, doll. <laughs> Your poor nanny. Um, I didn't tell her. She would have no. got around out. She yeah. would have been like, what? No. <laughs> Instagram? No. <laughs> um, so can you talk to us about perfectionism? Um, do you consider yourself a perfectionist? <laughs> I don't know the answer to that. Um, and then how, do you think that impacts your work positively? positively or negatively? I think something which is probably like classic perfectionist, but I say it's like, it's not 
I'm, I'm not a perfectionist, I just <laughs> have my own version. I just like things perfect. <laughs> my version of perfection. Like, I think I only need things to be perfect in, like, a society sense or whatever anyone else thinks is perfect, but, like, I need to know it's perfect in my mm -hmm. vision, I guess. Um, I don't know if that's better or worse. Mm. Um, Michael always laughs at me. He's oh, such a perfectionist. I said, no, it's just my, my specific version mm. of perfection. Are you like me where you can't to. let it go? Though? I mean, Darren knows this. I'm like, there's one word that we're going to need to go back and, and edit the whole mind. episode again because that one word is not right. And, like, you guys wouldn't hear it. He certainly doesn't hear it. But I'm like, I won't sleep if I have to listen to that. One thing. <laughs> See, I, I'm like a perfectionist. I feel like also to an extent, like it never stops me starting anything. Mm. Like it never, because like I'm fine if I start something and I just don't like it. Like I'll, it'll just be trash. You know what I mean? Mm. Like and I, it, I don't like hold on to things like that. Um, so it never really stops me. Like I never didn't start a business because I thought I couldn't do it perfectly. I never didn't hand letter because I wasn't a hand letterer and was never taught hand lettering. Or like, I never, like the blog even came about because I was posting like photos on Instagram. And someone said like, oh, do you have a blog? I looked at my girl, I was like, can we make a blog? So then this weekend, that weekend we just like did it. It wasn't that it needed to be perfect right away. Mm. Um, I'm very like, it's fine for things just to keep evolving and keep changing mm. and sort of grow along the way. Yes. So I'm not really a perfectionist in that sense. Like it doesn't need to be right, right, right away. But I think I do have like a sense of like it needs to be right. Like Jasmine right. Yeah. Like it just <laughs> needs to be like right for me. Mm. Which is sometimes harder. You raise a really good point because I feel like there's never been a harder time to start something than mm. now because the benchmark is so high Especially and like content. your Instagram has to look a certain way yeah. and your branding has to be like elevated and innovative and and sometimes like I mean sometimes I even look at like what I'm doing with offline and I think oh I don't really like that anymore and I want to change that and there's a lot of freedom in being able to go and do that but at yeah. the same time I think there's a lot we don't do so it's such yeah. a good point that you don't let the perfectionism stop you from starting yeah because I think no. for a lot of people starting out or maybe doing their side business or wanting to create a business because things evolve so quickly mm. and you learn so much along the way that it, if it was holding you back from starting like you'd never even learn those yes things and even if things don't work out how you wanted to you're still like one step further than, than not where even you start, were yeah than where and you it's were. nice to have like something to look back on like yeah. that whole concept of the humble start yeah and then you can also mm. see like when you look back and you can see where like even ideas started to, to like form. germinate yeah yeah like i love like scrolling back through my instagram i've never deleted anything oh there. have you archived oh my god i archive all the time no, you can go back to like my first post but like and you can start to see like even like things that i really started to explore more like way back in the day like i think in the first like six months like i was posting like dead flowers and then how that like turned into photographs like years later um, mm -hmm. and just like little things like that where you can start to see where things go like like titting something mm. something's there or like even lighting and and things like that where you can go back and really see how everything 
I guess, moulds into something yes. else later on. And I think that's a lot yeah. about my work. Like, well, I was going to say, does that speak to your creative process in a yeah. lot of ways? It's less about having the fully formed idea and executing yeah. and more like layers on layers and layers. And that's yeah. like anything we do, it's like time on the field, isn't it? Yeah. And it's you like know. also in how even like different disciplines turned into, you know, or even like how blog con content evolves into later on like other work or the um, flat lays turn into more photography work or like all those little things that you don't necessarily put together to start off with and go like this is the direction I'm heading in. Mm. It all kind of just, and especially that's where being in tune with like what I like to do really comes into levels. Because, because yes. it's like if that keeps moving, then things will keep like appearing mm. and like opportunities will present themselves. And mm. if you take whatever makes you excited, then you'll keep on going the path that you should be going on. Yes. And isn't yeah. that like really when we think about it, that's creating. Yeah. You know, because it's a process yeah. of creating versus being like idea, execute. Yeah. Done. And you sometimes yeah. don't get what you want right away. Like, mm. you know, there was... Do you find that frustrating though? Because you seem to me to have a very natural, like innate sort of creative flair, I guess. Whereas sometimes mm. with that stuff, like it's, I'm words, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's See, I've never been words. Like mm. I, I can't write anything. <laughs> um, so for me, it's kind of like, and I, like it's a bit woo-woo in the way, but like I know that like things that I want to do, they will like happen. Event. Like, even if it's just, like, projects or people that I want to work with, I know that things will come mm. around when they should. Like, there's things that I pitched for, like, years ago or whatever or things like that, and no, they may not have worked out or... Because it wasn't the right time yeah. then? Maybe yeah. you weren't ready, your work maybe, wasn't maybe ready. Maybe, like, for them, mm -hmm. like, they weren't putting budgets in for that area at the time, but they everything kind of does come around. And mm. it's so funny, like, it was even, like, last week... I was just thinking about like a collaboration idea, thinking about it, not speaking to anyone about it. And in that week, I had four emails from a certain type of company that related to that idea. Wow. And that was just going like, and I've never had emails from those companies before, but mm. like, and to go like, I have to do one of them now. Like, you know, yeah. it kind of made go like, do you, that's right. I guess. Do you put that down to a form of manifestation or...? I think it's maybe the belief that whatever is right for you, like, will mm. come or if it's, you know, there's things that have, like, happened in the past that I go, you know, oh, learn from that, <laughs> like, won't yeah. do that again because it's always, like, mistakes I love that, you that. Whatever is meant to be, like, yours will be. Yeah. yeah. And it'll be the right time. Like, mm. it, yeah. Because mm. everything is... And, you know, I'm a big believer in this. It's just predestined. Mm. So there's no point in pushing ourselves into things. Yeah. I've been um, doing a little bit of self-study on human design, which is, like, real wacko. Mm. <laughs> like, I'm, my appetite now for it is starting to get, like, into the... Where I have to go in deep into forums to see if it's, like cultish or oh, yeah. you know maybe like see like if there's any documentaries that you legit, can like watch yeah. beforehand yeah i am going to do an episode on it so um it's coming but it's <laughs> sort of cult. <laughs> <laughs> it talks about um there being different um types of people so i think there's four different types and each type has a life strategy mm -hmm. 
and my type is a generator and I have, I think it's sacral authority, which I've always known, so mm. of course gut instinct, intuition, so all of my decision process has to come from gut. here, it has to be very sort of, you know, the, the different brains. Yeah. Um, and then as it relates to my strategy in life, it's to wait to respond. And so it's waiting for things to come to me and then deciding yes or no or not right now on those. And then it's all about um, me using sounds to respond. And I notice like, as I've been listening to back episodes of the podcast, I do mm, 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 mm. a lot. Yeah. Like a chef on a show. And so, yes, mm. when people ask me questions, what it's been teaching me to do is instead of saying yes or no, to go, uh-huh, oh, uh-huh. And that's right. kind of weird because in conversations people are like, <laughs> what? You keep saying. <laughs> um, but it's been an interesting, I think, just process of getting to know myself better in that any time I have tried and pushed myself or, like, been really proactive with wanting something, mm -hmm. I don't get it. Yeah. But it's when things have come to me at the right time when I'm ready yeah. that it's actually felt, I guess, um, like organic in a way yeah. where you're not trying. Yeah. And um, yeah. because of the way like I started, it wasn't like I didn't really pitch or anything like mm. any job. So everything that sort of came, it was like, oh, yeah, like that sounds cool. Like and then slowly over time, like, oh, no, that doesn't sound cool. And just knowing, I think. I think that helps also when you're working for yourself, when, like, you, like, don't get the response that you want, knowing that something else will come and mm -hmm. it'll fill its place and things just keep on moving because they do and not to get bogged down in, like, what's happening right now for you or, yes. you know. And not letting the no's stop you from... Yeah. And there's always the work, like no's, yeah. but like no's for certain reasons mm. and going like, no, I can't do that, but this is what I can do and really knowing your strengths. But it, it, I think you have to be confident in like what you're doing, what you want to be doing. Yes. Um, to say like, no, I can't do that for you, but I can do this or, you know, whatever mm. it is. I'm going to go back to my questions. I haven't even been <laughs> using them, which I fucking <laughs> love. Um, how do you think about self-work? And I guess, what does, your, what does that look like for you? Like, what sort of work do you do to get to know yourself better? Do you have rituals? Are you big into astrology or anything like that? Fortunately, I don't have any, like, gems of wisdom on this. <laughs> I really just, like, I'm just alone a lot. Like, I think if you're forced to be alone and forced to be, like, by yourself, it, like, for me, it just always happens in my head. As I said, I'm not, like, a writer, so, like... Mm -hmm. Journaling for me just it has never like stuck, I guess. Like even mm. if I try, it just doesn't. Like I can't, yeah. it just turns into like self-hate on a page. Like it just doesn't <laughs> go down well. Um, so I think internally I really like, just I, I really just try to pay attention to how I'm feeling mm -hmm. when I'm doing certain things, especially in business. Um, and I think in terms of like even like self-care, it's like trying to get out of the house and trying to be kinder to myself and not put mm. as much pressure mm. on myself. Yes. And like I've been working on this a lot is stop believing the stories you tell yourself about yourself. Mm. <laughs> Isn't there a saying so for that? Hard. Something like we're not what we 
believe or something. We're not worn out our thoughts. Well, yeah, 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 pretty much. Um, but it's really hard because on the days where the self trashing yeah. is oh. intense, and you just like give Stop. yourself a break. Like, can you just like calm down for yes. one second? Because would like, you say this to your friend? Or anyone in your life? <laughs> no. Yeah, and sometimes it can be hard, like when you're online, because it's like, and not that anything online is different from me. Like I, I feel like we're the same person, and you know, whatever. Mm. But at the same time, like the only pressure I feel is to like to live up to that person. You know what I mean? Like this I want to be as creative as that person. Mm. Like I want to keep that level in my mind mm. of. The Jasmine, yes, online, which like is like giant. the ego in us. Mm. It's like I want to be, I want to be more productive because she'd be more productive. Yeah, like I want to be, and everyone you know thinks I mean? this of me, so I've got to. Yeah, and it's like mm. I just, like I, yeah, like I just want to live up to my own like stands, standards, mm. I guess, of myself, and that can be, you know, sometimes impossible. Because yes, but isn't that interesting that if we think about our. Um, Instagram selves or our online selves mm. that we've actually crafted and created a standard <laughs> but we did it to ourselves yeah. and then we're trying to keep up with the thing we like what I don't even know how to like combat like we need like a psychologist <laughs> in here helping I us say through this yes I probably need a psychologist with me at all times yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just like actually in life and then also on the podcast because then it's starting to get like, how can you say like you can't keep up with yourself? Like mm, that's just yes, nonsensical, really. Mm. But do you feel? I guess I've had this a bit much smaller scale than you. That when people meet you in person, that you present the person you think they expect. Do you know what I mean? Not really, because I mm. always, when I meet people, like, it's in, like, the most humbling experience. Like, it's yeah. just, like, at Coles. Like, I'm in the tree I was going to say, you're totally at Woolies, yeah. Yeah, like, I'm definitely, or, like, I'm in an elevator, like, at Indrapilly Shopping Centre. Like, it's, mm. it's, yeah. that is me in, like, my normal, everyday life. Mm. So, I, yeah, I don't think I put on anything. Mm. I'm always just, like, so nervous. Like, I get like mm. shocked by it and I get really nervous and then I'm like someone who just like talk a lot and like I went to shake someone's hand once and I was like why am I shaking your hand and I said that out loud I'm like I didn't mean to rise up. <laughs> I'm like I just need to get my burger rings and get out of here because yeah. like it's rough like <laughs> and I leave and then I think about it for like yeah Two days. I'm like, Michael, did I say the right thing? Like, what did I say? He's like, you're fine, you're fine. I'm like, what did I talk about though? Like, did I say anything weird? Like, what happened? Tony and I always joke about this. It's like, you know, when someone's like, I'll get this wrong, but like, they go, hi, and you go, good, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> or you like ask, the, they ask you like how you're going. You say, oh, how are you going? And you're like, <laughs> it's all get me out. Uh, but he knows as well now, like if we're in Bondi and we're having a drink and someone's like, Alison, I'm like, oh my God, uh, you're real. And then I will launch into like a 45 minute self conversation. So he just knows, I'm like, you just drink your margarita over there. Yeah. My I'll mom like gets, we, we were at um, like a surf club once and I just like, you know, you can feel sometimes when people are watching you. Yes. And you're yeah. like, I don't know, like maybe just like sick dress, like I don't know. Um, <laughs> And mum's like, and mum goes, Jasmine, those people are looking at you. And I was like, yeah, mum, like, let's just calm yourself down, like, chill, like, can you just not? 
like just because they might just be like staring like mm. it's you know they might have no idea or about anything um and she kind of like, like oh no they're looking at each other she's like getting really excited i'm like oh uh, and she like loves it yes. but mm. yeah. there's pride there i think for the people who mm. love us mm. you know and who know us it's i think that i can only assume there would be a lot of pride i know that's how i would feel the other way, but you're like, let's just eat our schnitzel. Yeah, well, oh, they came <laughs> up, and then I was like, oh, I need to order, like, chicken schnitzel, like, you know. <laughs> What's your um, RSL order? Always a chicken schnitzel. Like, yeah. I think that's just, like, from a child. Standard. Like, we always um, went up to the Sunshine Coast, like, from a baby. Um, I've always been going up there. My grandma has a little beach shack up there. Beautiful. So it's, like, walking distance to the bowls club, so... Mm. Yeah, schnitzels. Chicken all schnitzel time. with gravy, mash, and peas. Chips. Oh, chips. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going mash. Whoa. There's chips on offer. It's, it's for sure chips. A massive mash girl. What about chips, though? Wow. Like, chips like, go over everything. Like, I'd almost rather the chips than the. But you can schnitzel. have My thing is, like, you can have chips anytime. All the time. When do you get mash? Never. No. No one likes to make their own mash. No, no mash. Mm. Ever. <laughs> Chips always. True self. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, I would like to talk about, um, and I think I did my calculations correct, 2016, but I guess it would have been more like 2015, 2016, but that Mm. was the year that you had some pretty major brands ripping off your work, Mm. um, stealing your copyright. Um, What was the decision process like to... I guess try and take that on and the context I have for that question is you would have done that knowing it was going to be really expensive and so as a creative at what point is it like well this is going to cost me money to fight for my work Mm. and so Mm. I guess that's almost an integrity thing in a way as well isn't it? I had always had small things happen um, things that didn't involve lawyers like there was like some big real estate um, people that just like were using my stuff, and I'd go meet with CEOs, and that was even scary for me. Like I was, almost, I think that was around even like 2014. Wow. So um, that was really intimidating for me because obviously, I'm I was you know I'm just me, a baby too. Yeah, yeah, and you know going to meet with these people like it's it's obviously a power imbalance straight away, um, and. I don't come from an intellectual property like background or anything mm. like that, so that was very um, intimidating. Um, and it wasn't until the case with, I think it was Target at the time, okay. um, and it was just a response that I got from them that I kind of, it was probably, you know, just like a, a fuck you sort of situation. Like, like that was my reaction. Mm. Um, and I thought it doesn't like matter what it takes, like, I'm we'll taking go, you on. We'll go, yeah. Like, yeah, wow. And I felt so... Like, I'm someone who's, like, really values fairness. And mm-hmm. to me, it just seemed so unfair. And I sort of thought, really, what is there to lose? Because I kind of, at the time, I was like, I'm going to win. Like, there is no question mm-hmm. about what's being done here. I'm going to win it. And I know that, like, you recoup your um, funds when you win. Mm-hmm. So... Um, that's like with those lawyers, right? It's like... No, well, I had oh. a lawyer that I paid, continue, but I knew I would, like, recoup. Yes. Like, it may take 
I think some of them took like a year. Wow. But I knew yeah. that like Eventually. I would. And I also was like, I'm not looking to buy a house like that, you know, with house deposits or anything. It wasn't like I had that money there for, for anything something else. else. That mm. I, and I was like, it was more important for me to teach. I, well, I thought I was teaching a company a lesson. I thought, mm. you're going to doubt like a 23 or whatever I was at the time, your old girl, like, like fuck yeah. you, I'll get like a really good lawyer and, you know, mm. we'll go with it. And I think the financial thing was nothing Interesting. on what the emotional costs were. Oh, okay. Like, I mm. think that was the thing that I just did not expect to take such like a huge toll mm. and something that um, for some cases, like, because there was overlapping cases, even when I was fighting Target, was also um, trying to um, go with and it was both at the same time and I was overseas in Europe and I'm just like... On holiday? Yeah, on holiday, yeah. And I'm just like... Mm. And then to pay both, like, you know, then you're trying to pay oh for, for two yeah. situations at the same time. And it's where I get really um, angry when things I don't think are fair. And mm. there's so many things in the legal system that just aren't. And, you know, where lawyer, like companies' lawyers are getting back and just saying things that are so untrue and, like, uh, about even, like, my work that, oh, it's not really work because there's a lot of hand lettering out there. I'm like, I don't care if you're using hand lettering, just don't use mine. mine. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, just don't, like, get something off Google and then put it on singlets. Like, just get wow. your font, type it out. Mm. And that's like, sort of what really, like, dug at me. And then you're getting... You kind of have to continuously deal with it for that mm. whole period of time. And, you know, with the thing, it was, it, as I said, it was the same time as the target. And it was, you're going to have to go to court and you're going to have, wow. and that's a much bigger, like, on, you know, those legal letters to start off with are like one to two grand per letter. Wow. Then you're talking communication. And then you go, well, if I file in court, you could be looking at another year of this. And you could be looking at like up to 30 grand. And it's like, <laughs> can we settle one before I, like I couldn't physically. Mm. And then you're trying to do your work and you're trying to be creative and you're trying to put things out there when things that were put out there then get stolen. taken. And then, so it's like this mm. like cycle of like, why am I doing this? putting it out? Yeah. How can I put my ideas, my work out there mm. when all that gets done is people copy them or take them? Mm. Well, one of the mm. questions I had for you is, did you withdraw creatively in that, well, in that time? And then It changed my in? relationship with hand lettering, for sure. I think there's no doubt seeing something that you did so personally then taken and plastered everywhere, whether it was mine, whether it wasn't mine, you mm. completely, I completely lost any sense of like, personal connection to it. Like, it's, it's wow. no longer... Yours. It's no longer mine. Mm. And that kind of shift, like, it, it just shifted things in me. Like, I just, I didn't want to, like, do it as much. Like, I didn't want to post it as much because where is that going to go? What's that going to cost me? You know, like, it kind of changes. Wow. And when you draw, like, when you're creating something and you're creating something that now you feel like you've seen, I mm. don't know, it just, it, it kind of... Mess, and I think you know that's the scary thing about creating things and putting them online. Like, like when am I going to start losing connection to what I'm doing now? You know what I mean? Like that's yes. kind of where I get 
really closed off mm. and like find it very hard to trust even sharing creative process, sharing things. If I go like, mm. don't take it from me. Like yeah. I just want... Because I already feel like you're quite generous with what you share in terms of mm. well, I try. how you do what yeah. you do. But I guess... There's some There's now that I go, that, yeah. yeah, and I have to kind of be careful mm. now, like working on anything that like, even like Perth, like I've been trying, um, doing a lot of like shooting and stuff for new collections um, and things like that. Like I just don't want to share any of it until I know what it is mm. and until I'm ready to put the final thing out there, then I'll share everything. So, you know, I'm just trying to work out how I can kind of do both. I guess still share while still like protecting myself yeah, in that way. It's hard, isn't it? Because it takes a little bit of the joy away. But you just can't be so like. Which just means you have to be strategic. Which, yeah. when you're creating, I keep saying with offline, like people ask me, oh, like, what's the strategy? And it's like, I'm just here. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm just doing I stuff just until I just wake up can't. and, yeah. you know, because not everything has to be. A big marketing so campaign has to be like, oh, the pressure too. Exactly. It's like, oh calm my down, God. like, I'll be fine. It was so funny. Um, my girlfriend, Billy, I was having a bit of a crisis day and she came over for a cup of tea and, you know, I was like, I'm just not fucking making any money and I'm so stressed about it. And mm. I was really in that kind of lack mentality. But I was, I said to her, I'm just, I've never been more fulfilled. And yeah. it just annoys me that I have to care about the money side, you know? Yeah. And, and I said to her, I also think I've, had this realisation that I miss coaching and I miss leading and I think I just like parked it to a point where I was like, I just don't know if I'll ever do that again because it took so much from me. Yeah. It's interesting, six months later, you're like, oh no, I'm, I've done that. I went to ground, I've done the healing and now mm -hmm. I'm kind of back. And she said, okay, well, why don't you start coaching? And I was like, oh, okay, I'll do it. And then I was like, all right, so I guess I'll, um, I'll create a tile and then, uh, and then on that day I'll post that. And she was like, you don't need... To be ready, like you don't have to be, like have all your ducks. It doesn't in a row have to ready. be a launch. Yeah. Oh but yeah. I'm such a launch person, you know. Like this and the EDMs going out, like. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting because um, I think the the beautiful thing about being a creative and cr and creating from your heart is that it purely does, it comes from inside. Yeah. You know, so the moment you have to feel, you've got to kind of fence it yeah. in a bit. I think is a shame. And I think mm. for you, like. I mean, it's good to go like, no, I want to start coaching. Like, and that's fine. Like, yes, maybe, like, arriving there. You know, and sometimes mm. you go like, oh, like I didn't plan for this. Or, you know, maybe people think it's like a weird direction to mm. take. And it's like, it doesn't really matter in the end. Like, yes. as long as you can be like waking up and not having that like gut feeling. Feeling, like, exactly. And uh, we had this, um, that great panel we did yesterday. I said it there, but like the concept of just following your pleasure. Yeah. So I, did, I woke up one day and I was like, I'm ready. And knowing what those yeah. pleasures are, I think, you know, yes. finding those. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What advice then <laughs> for creatives about protecting our work? So I guess if you, I mean, the benefit of hindsight, I know, is always, always a beautiful thing, but what would your advice be? It's hard because I go like, oh, the advice would be is just like, like, in her dream world, it just wouldn't have been people out People just there. wouldn't steal. Oh, yeah, well, people <laughs> like, wouldn't do the wrong thing. Yeah. But then it's also like, I can't say, like, oh, don't put it out there so, there so royally because I know that also those things that were put out 
and were shared a lot also like gave me so much in return so it's like one yes. of those love hate like oh, yeah. things like you mm. can't say like don't share your work because sharing your work brings the work brings brings you the work mm. so that's why i get even so confused internally because it's like what where is the winning here mm. but i think in terms of your i think knowing your rights i think is a, a big thing um and being confident enough in in your work and putting it out there but also yeah oh, see even then i'm like oh put out the final thing but then it goes back to like what i was saying before is like it might never be that final thing mm. and i don't think that could be the work is what yeah. you yeah, yeah, yeah. so mm. I, like i wish i had advice but i, I really just don't Mm. I don't think there's any winning or, or 100% losing no. in the whole sharing your work thing. As long and as I you're sharing like what really speaks to, to you. you. Yeah. Because that's what will bring you like what you want in return. Totally. And that's what I was going to say is I think we all have a responsibility. I mean, in any line of work, but particularly as creatives, when we're putting stuff out there, we have to be able to stand behind it and know mm. it's authentic. Mm. Because if we have taken sort of like an idea from here or this from that, I think we also have to take responsibility for what we're putting out there to say like that's not wholly like, mine. Or just say like I was really inspired by X. Mm. And, I, and even like yeah. when I, I was like, oh, saw this at like Grounds of Cabarita, loved it, like this. And then, you know what I mean? Like mm. just like it doesn't take away from whatever you do by saying that you're inspired mm. by something else. Like it doesn't. Yeah. And it also then, if that person comes along and sees it, which, you know, that is a position that I've been in, it makes me get a sour taste in my mouth and go, I can't trust you. Yes. And I can't have mm. a distrust with my audience. Mm -hmm. I've had this arm um, a little bit. Um, maybe a bit of messaging. I mean, somebody had said, like, every woman with a pulse has a podcast right now. <laughs> it's the it's time to get into podcasting. Um, the way I've been trying to think about it is, you know, if I, if I hear my work, and this is what, kind of what I do now, is I'm mm. like, oh, that's an interesting turn of phrase. Mm. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm trying to lead still. Mm. And I'm just, I reach out and say, like, I'm fla flattered. And mm. I'm really happy that you're exploring this medium um, in this way. And I would be more than happy to sit down with you and think about your why. Yeah. and what you're hoping to achieve and who you're trying to reach. Because if we just stay on that high road, yeah. you know, and say, like, I think I can help you, actually. Yeah. You know? And the more of us doing it, the better. Yeah. But let's make sure that we've got different products yeah. and that we're adding value. And, and yeah. I guess knowing your why is, like, yes. like, are you imitating or doing mm. that to get what I have? Like, is that and really why? Mm. And, you know... Is it possible? I don't think it's ever possible for anyone to like replicate what anyone else is doing or no. anyone else's success. Or mm. I don't think that is even attainable. So it's like shifting and going like, no, really. I think a lot of these people, you know, they just want to create stuff. It's like mm. that's your why. Like so, you, yeah. it being like mine isn't actually anything to do with what you want to be doing. Mm -hmm. um, it's just that you want to create, mm -hmm. and this is like a way that you've yeah an entry point about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's actually phenomenal advice, so thank you. Um, I feel like we've spoken a bit about creativity, so I'm going to move on because we've got, I think, about 10 minutes left. 
It's gone by so fast. Claire's lagging me. Um, so let's get off the work and move into... Okay, I do have um, one broad question about Instagram. Mm. I like knowing, like, what's the emotional landscape of Instagram for you? Like, what's your relationship with it now? How does it make you feel? Because, you know, some days, and I've been pretty public with this, like, some days I wish it didn't exist. And I, I do think we would all be a lot happier mm. without it. But then when I think about our businesses and yours, well, then we wouldn't have you, you know? Mm. Um, so it's kind of that. But how do you feel about Instagram? I think it goes to, like, the loneliness thing. And... I think Instagram is a great place for me to not feel so isolated mm. um, or uh, especially in, in stories and DMs. Like that's kind of like the Instagram feed for me is just like prettiness, like little bits of like daily life that are just like aesthetically pleasing um, or things that I'm thinking about. Whereas stories is more of like a connection between um, me and like an audience and that's like much greater than anything that'll happen in the comment section or mm -hmm. whatever it is so first of all like that kind of is also like a builds like a why for me to post mm. because i know then who i'm posting for, for i guess yeah whereas if it's just like the feed then it's like oh it's just like a lot of people seeing it mm. looks good beaut like that sort of thing yeah um so that's sort of how I try to like approach it in a way. It's like my way to connect with other people when I'm really like just alone in a room, like mm. trying to get the sunlight. Um, <laughs> and I'm like looking up here, I'm like, ugh. I um, love your light <laughs> updates. <laughs> um, but I do think it can be a lot of pressure. Like really when, like really I'd love to pose like every day of the week and that's seven new things, which I don't do, like mm. no one fact check me on that because I definitely don't do it but like it's that pressure of like and a lot of the Instagram stuff for me personally isn't what like isn't paid isn't sponsored no, isn't yeah. thing so it's like on top of trying to stay focused on like actual work and get that other stuff done at the same time can be really tough especially mm. when it's a lot of creative work um, like especially for photo shoots or creative direction in that sense it kind of sucks you're giving me. so much of yes it sucks out. me mm. like at work and i really want to do the best for my clients and it means that i don't um have as much to give on on mm. socials as i would like to but that's kind of the way it, like i guess it ebbs and flows yes and trying to be what okay do you with think that? then about um like the emotional labor in dms you have to remember i think well i try to remember that it's not, it's not like a live chat, uh, yes. like on, you know, on like the shops they have, you know, mm. the little thing. That oh, because I'm a up. freak. Like as soon as I get one, I'm like, nee. yes. Yeah, so I'm kind of like, I'm like, I, I should can't just like relax. constantly be, yes, doing that. Um, trying to yeah, cut down. Especially Do you feel in, like, like you have to reply to everyone? Uh, yes, sometimes, but it's just, again, I kind of also, like, see where the questions or conversations lie, if they lie in things mm. that, like, whether they're questions that I've just answered, 
and the que or things like that, then I kind of like give myself a bit more slack because it's like the answers are there. Yes. Or especially when I, like, I take a lot of time to write a lot of like informative blog posts and things like that. So and then you can point them in the direction if, yeah, to where you've answered it. Yeah, the information is there. Um, but yeah, I try to just give myself a little bit of a break because you can't just be on all the time. Mm. And it does take a lot of time. I, you know, normally I'm doing them like before I go to bed, like at night. Me too. Um, and you know, you never mm. know. It's also like a minefield. Like you don't know what you're going to find in there. Oh, like I get it, like you could be like, oh, yeah, because totally. you're like, oh, like could be good, or mm. it could send me into work mode. Like there's also mm. DMs that are, are work. So then you're like, yes. Oh, do I? You know? And then you're like I'm thinking about that. Yeah. And it's and going into um, emails, and it can be yeah, slippery. Yeah. Interesting in that. I guess I never thought I was going to establish such meaningful connections with people mm. or women I don't know personally and, you know, perhaps because they've heard my story and that's the whole purpose of offline is that we share our stories so you can explore your own. So people know my stuff yeah. and then they give me their stuff and so I don't feel like it's something I can just be like cool or cute <laughs> or like love heart, you know, so you've given me. Yeah. So I've got to like show up for yeah. the sharing, you know, because that's what I'm facilitating here. But I do sometimes get a little bit anxious, yeah. you know, when I think about like going in there and knowing that it's going to be, you know, like... Emotionally taxing. Yeah, yeah, and like, again, because I put it out there and it's like, not poor me, like bloody hell, I'm doing this to myself, but like... Am I going to be talking about miscarriage today? Yeah. Or am I going to be career coaching today? Or is someone going to share something so raw and real that, you know, I'm just going to sit on my bed and cry for them and with yeah. them, you know? Yeah. Um, so I feel like in terms of community, it's like a, such a gift yeah. that I didn't think it would be. And then on the days when it's the bad ones mm. and you just throw your hands up in there. Or even if you're not ready, like... Yes. For whatever it, you know. For whatever it is, yeah. yeah. And um, trying not to open them when you're in that, like, headspace. Oh, my God. Because yeah. it's like I, I'm, like, one of those ones, like, oh, there's, like, a little, like, what is, is it, like, red? Like, a little dot? And you're, like, oh. oh. And then you're, It's like, like that, um, what is that? It's, like, when we get a new email or we get a text yeah. that you and have to like, respond straight like, away. What's even, like, oh, what is that? Like, what am, like, I'm, like, yeah. what, I'm a masochist. Like, what is that? Is that hate today? Like, I want to see that hate. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, like, I'm like ooh, like, you know, I kind of want to... I want to know. A bit of self-sabotage. Yes, yeah, like, I'm like, I just want to yeah. know it, you know, but it's bad. Yes. So, no. like, trying not to do that in the early mm. morning, like, yeah. don't start your day with that. Mm. And then it's, like, anything, email, mm. writing back to text, WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, Instagram DM. It's, yeah. like, all of these different places where we're communicating, and then we just want to get, reduce the number. Yeah. Because it makes us feel like the but pressure's off. there's always more. And then there's always more, you know. Um... I think that's with everything. There's mm. always more. Mm. Um, the, one of the last things I would like to talk about is Michael. <laughs> um, I obviously haven't been shy discussing... Tony. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, broadly the role he's played in my life. And um, I'm not crying on this one, so let's all get it together. <laughs> Um, but the support that he's given me, particularly in this new chapter, to go out and, you know, chase this thing and realise my, my dreams, I guess. Um, and, you know, there's so many women in really senior roles and doing really fantastic work, but we very rarely hear about 
the men behind mm. them. Mm. You know, there was that saying about like behind every great man there's a great woman. Mm. But I feel Vice like that's versa. really shifting mm. now. And I know like me, you are with a really great man. Mm. And so I would like to talk about him. Um, and yeah, maybe if you could tell us, you know, who is he to you? And what sort of support does he show you in, yeah, in your sort of personal and professional life? I think Michael and I have been together like, I don't know, I think it's like eight or nine years or something like that, around that. And I actually met him. He was my brother, my oldest brother's friend. And How did he, your older brother feel about that? Yeah, it's chill. It's pretty <laughs> fine. But like, and he lived at my like family house for like six months. Um, and, wow. and that was when I was like 17, 18. Um, and it, like, I just thought like the first thing that I was like, ooh, I like it. It's because he asked like, <laughs> no, it's a trivial thing. But he was like, oh, Deb, if you need anything like done around the house, like let me know. And I, I was like, oh, so nice. <laughs> like, I was like, instantly, it was like that. And then it was like, oh, serial killer Sunday's on. It's like, yeah, like let's smash some serial killer Sunday. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like righto. Um, and then it wasn't until he moved out, and he moved out with my brother. And I remember he texted like, "Want to go out to dinner?" And I like threw my phone across like the bed, and I like ran. I was like, "Mom, you'll never guess what just happened." <laughs> and I just thought it was so funny because like even though, you know, I, I thought he was great. Like I just probably saw like, yourself more as the little sister. Yeah, there. I was like, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, How good. Yeah. So. How brave of him. I wonder if he cleared yeah. it with your brother. He did. He did. Yeah, both brothers. Um, I think my, no, I don't think he asked mom, but he may have. I don't know. Um, I think mom probably like sat him down. He's like, she's like, uh, you lived here, like don't, don't like do anything. Don't be going yeah. in her bedroom. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> and then, yeah. And I think it's so funny with him because we've both like grown so much together. Mm. Um, as I said earlier. It was when, like, it was Instagram, and then it was like, Michael, like, do you think we could, like, take photos? And he was like, yeah. And he was into photography at the time. So we both kind of, like, were able to grow. Like, and I think that's with us in general. Our, like, relationship has grown so much together. Mm. Um, and he's seen, like, everything. As I was saying to you earlier, he went to my first, like, talk, and mm. I was, like, still in university, and we just thought it was, like, the coolest thing ever. And, you know, I'm someone who's, like, really stressed. He's someone who can calm me down and go, like, mm. focus. Like, this is what you've got to do and everything like that. Like, there is, like, no doubt in my mind. Like, there is, there is just no way that I would be, like, doing what I'm doing without, like, him just, yeah, like, I guess being there and, um, and supporting me through it. Because, the, like, you can't, you can't, I don't know if there's anyone that could do everything just by themselves. themselves. And, yeah. and I couldn't be alone, like, at night as well. Like, that would drive me insane. Mm. But, you know, I think he's really been there in anything that I wanted to do and going, like, no, you can do it. Like, there's no, like, why can't you do it? Mm. And he's also very good at knowing maybe when, like, I don't want to do things but I'm, like, agreeing to them or, or things like that. He's very, I think he knows me very well to say, like, Jasmine, this isn't, this isn't you. This isn't what you're wanting to do. Like, don't. Kind of keeps you on course, it. yeah. In a way, yeah, definitely. Mm. And even like with all the copyright stuff, like going, like you can't focus on it. Like, don't let yourself become mm. all of that stress because it would drive me like sick. Like I would be 
feeling physically ill mm. um, a lot of the time about it. So that's him. What a good man. Yeah. Mm. Well, I have a final question for you. Uh, I knew when you said this yesterday, I was like, oh, I've got to think about it. <laughs> so as you know, and as we all know, offline exists as an exploration of self. Who are we without the labels that we put on ourselves? And so when you are sitting in true self or as you think about true self outside of influencer, outside of creative, all of that stuff, um, who are you and, yeah, how do you sort of identify with self? So, obviously, I've listened to, like, a bunch yes. of, your, of your podcasts. Well, you're my favourite because, like, on Mondays, you'll be like... Yeah, well, that's like, I'm like, what? Yeah, I'm like, oh, someone, like, talking that's not, like, my mind. Um, <laughs> and I kind of always, like, how I sort of thought about it was, like, where am I mm. when I am my ultimate yes. me? Like, yeah. that's sort of how I thought about it. Like Elle where Ferguson said, said the same thing. It's her mind went to where she would be. Yeah, mm. and it kind of... It's 100% at the beach and, like, probably listening to music in earphones and not, like, I know you obviously have a phone with you with your earphones <laughs> in, but, like, not focusing on anything. Like, do, like I think whenever I'm near the beach, mm. there is no other concerns. Like, I'm not worried about my creativity, like I'm not yeah. worried about that um, and I'm also with my family normally when I'm at the beach or with Michael so mm. again that's somewhere where I'm like completely me, like I'm not like videoing mm. myself, I'm not concerned with that, even if I do, when I'm at the coast even like I go and do that separately, like it's not yeah. ever with that like unit around me um, and I think that's sacred yeah. Space, yeah, yeah, and I always kind of think of it as separate, like, relationship. Like, mm. I have my relationship with my audience and then I have my relationship with my, f my friends, my family and Michael. Um, and I don't like to, like, they're, like, two groups of friends that, like, aren't going to join. Um, <laughs> they're not coming to the same house party. No, <laughs> but I think of myself in that and I was trying to think of, like, is there a more concise way? Mm. And I think really I'm someone who's, like, I'm very empathetic to other people very aware um, of other people. Yes. In, like I'm especially working alone, I've realised how much when I'm out and about now, I'm like very, like all oh, that person's upset over there in the corner. Like or like something aware. like that. Like I'm What's very that empath thing, isn't it? It's like if you identify with being able to feel a room before you kind of see it or yeah. interact in it. And I get that from you because you've actually, even yesterday, you... Um, you softened us before the panel. So you made sure mm -hmm. everyone was like in a good mood and you were like talking so other people didn't have to feel awkward. Mm, and I, I can see how you do that mm. work actually, yeah. And like, yeah, I just think I'm so, and I want people to, to feel comfortable and I'm also like a typical Leo where I can, can project like mm. confidence but I'm also like so sensitive and like mm. any like criticism, like, oh, like you've, crumble. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, can't believe you said that. Mm. Or, you know, things like that. So I think I'm kind of like typical Leo in that sense as well, but mm. I think I'm just, yeah, very sensitive, very self-driven, very, like, passionate, and I think ultimately without Instagram, without my job, I would always be creative or creating. Mm. 
And by the sounds of it, really okay and happy. You know what I mean? Like your existence isn't time. hung up on the... No, I try. Yeah. I yeah. try. I love that. Um, I love the going somewhere because it's like I've been really... Um, I guess playing with that concept of like move in the direction of your soul, like yeah. move towards your soul. And for you, it's like it must be there at the beach. Yeah, you know definitely. I mean? like, yeah. And I think it's also that when you say move towards yourself, mm. it's not that you have to know yourself completely. It's just constantly mm -hmm. getting closer like, and closer. Yeah, and, and it's not yeah. even that there's any goal, like, there's no mm. ultimate closeness. It's yeah. just, yeah. you're just constantly. Yes, yeah, like I've arrived. Yeah. And there's no, in yeah. my soul. Yeah. <laughs> Here is my soul. <laughs> its birthday is June 1st. <laughs> yes. Happy soul day. <laughs> oh, I'll let you know if I ever get there. <laughs> um, we'll celebrate for sure. Gosh. Well, thank you for being on my podcast. <laughs> thank you. This is the one that you're going to like mess me up though, because this will be the one that I can't listen, like I won't be able to listen to myself I know, back. I so there'll be like the one Monday where I'm mm. like, everyone else listen to it, but I can't, but I'll I be cringy. Yeah. yeah. Um, will you guys please join me in thanking Jasmine Dowling. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Offline. You can find more episodes at offlinethepodcast.com or by subscribing wherever you like to listen. If Offline helps you, please consider helping me fund these honest conversations. Visit offlinethepodcast.com forward slash donate. Original music by Darren Lake, produced by Podpaste. One last thing. If you know someone who would benefit from hearing these honest conversations, please share Offline with them. today was just how it seemed like two girlfriends were just chatting and catching up but also that it was able to share with me just how different people's experiences are. I've already been inspired by Alison actually. A month ago I quit my big corporate job that I'd been working um, towards for 10 years and moved into a creative field so yeah I really have to thank Alison for that. I was really inspired to hear about Jasmine's her growth and how she works through things and just kind of her general mindset. I can understand how it could be really intimidating to be an introvert, but she's made the most of it. I would like to tell Alison, thank you for bringing the true self into conversation. I feel like it's a very important topic that all of us need to talk about. And yeah, I, it's just a really good energy to spread um, throughout the small community. So yeah, keep doing what you're doing at the moment. What I thought about today, what I liked was the seamlessness of it all and the organic way the questions just rolled and the the art of conversation that Alison has with her guests, it's just, it's heartwarming.